Welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Dan Hathaway, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading grill masters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation. I am Dave Kias along with our executive producer T-Bone and our in-house barbecue expert and my co-host Dan Doc Hathaway. Coming up, we've got Mike Trump. He's got Oak Ridge Barbecue. You can check him out at OakRidgeBBQ.com. And we're going to be talking about, Dan, we're going to be talking about spices and sauces and what else? Oh man, so Mike's products are great. I, I'm really looking forward to talking to him just about, you know, Make getting the right balance of flavor mm. with your barbecue and and what you can do at home to uh, you know if you want to create your own rub or if you wanted to you know let's say take a, an existing rub that you have and make it better if there's something you can do to it so yeah it's going to be awesome I can't wait to talk to him very about. nice we'll be talking about Mike in the second and third segment also talking to Dan I was thinking about this you know it's summertime it's so hot out there right now and maybe taking a little break from eating all the red meat and or of course for the side but having vegetables something oh, yeah. kind of light man you should see my garden right now this will be great it's it, my garden's popping i've got vegetables coming out the ears <laughs> coming out my ears <laughs> coming out your ears yeah it's 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 great so yeah well definitely i there's nothing better than a good spread of grilled vegetables yeah yeah so i'm looking forward to talking about some vegetables also a uh, buddy of our show or, or i like to call, call him a friend of the show phil mccombs gave big me a friend. call big friend big friend uh phil called me last week phil when we first started out we just talked about we just celebrated a year ago uh, a year not too long ago and we were on just five Still radio stations. Still waiting on my flowers, by the way. My my year anniversary flowers. Would, T-Bone, would you call Amazon and check up on that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just looking at the bank account. We're, we, we can't do anything. <laughs> if you like daisies, uh, <laughs> wilted daisies. but I'm going to be pushing up daisies here pretty soon if something doesn't happen. I got some dandelions in the backyard. I'll be right back. <laughs> Anyway, Phil McCombs, friend of the show, uh, when we first started out, he was nice enough to put us on like six of his radio stations, and we do appreciate it, and growing, um, but he just wanted me to do a quick shout out to Richard and Janet at the Wichita Barbecue Store and Midwest Pellet King on Kellogg in Wichita. Thank you, Richard and Janet, for listening to Barbecue Radio Nation. So I um, hope you guys had a good 4th of July weekend. Anybody burn yourselves or nope. anything i'm good got no, all good. fingers if, if all fingers all fingers uh dan fingers. I, I, i'm captain safety we, <laughs> captain safety but you got three curls you got to be careful no, i know and and you know god forbid we, something happens to one of them shooting off fireworks i mean yeah i mean i don't know how many times i ever burnt myself on stupid fireworks back in the day sparklers and all that stuff just you uh, know i used to do a little science show thing and sparklers are incredibly they're the most dangerous ones they are and yeah. then you think oh he's just a little sparkly you got to be careful with that. so out in the country like you are you can shoot fireworks off and oh nobody, yeah we can do whatever we nobody's want. gonna report you don't but you don't do it no we we leave it up to to the professionals and and then my neighbors across the street they're awesome and they they do that whole thing he my neighbor across the street built a cannon, and we shot it off last year. <laughs> so it, we get our we get our Fourth of July fun, but it's just in a different way. Steven, you know you're in the country when your neighbor's shooting off a cannon. Oh, it was, it was the most amazing thing. I think it's a fair trade. He supplies brisket. And yeah, I just cook they barbecue. The and they, yeah, and they just shoot off these giant cannons. 
I had a friend, uh, his sister, they used to have this big party I used to go to years ago, and they would shoot. I like Fourth of July celebrations, but it would be hours upon hours. And one year, a guy showed up at midnight with a pickup truck full of fireworks because he was at a fireworks stand. Of course, it was about to close for the year. And the guy who owned it said, give me a hundred bucks, take all you want. And the guy filled up a pickup truck of fireworks. By two in the morning, they were still, sh- I finally went, I'm done. I'm tapping out. You know, there's two things I thought I could never have enough of, chocolate cake and fireworks. Well, but- after a while, it's just like, come on. I know. Let's get the, they're supposed to be a finale. Get it over with. Let's move on with our lives. It, I couldn't one more time go, ooh. <laughs> uh. I went to the fireworks stand yesterday, and they literally had packs, you know, probably like three foot by five, you know, shrink mm-hmm. wrapped. It was like 600 bucks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, I heard the supply was low this year. Yeah. So it drove the prices up. That's one of the reasons why we didn't do it. It's like, why are we going to spend that much money on snakes and sparklers? You know? <laughs> the little popping things. That's right. what you, when you're kids. That's all we really needed. I'm, I'm amazed as a kid that, that I didn't end up burning myself more because my parents were, you know, parents didn't watch us back in the day. They just send you out and, you know, you just. <laughs> Here's a lighter. Things. Yeah. You just, Here's some, some firecrackers. Yeah. I mean, you just. I'm just amazed that I didn't harm myself. That's true. I didn't think about that until now. I had very little supervision oh, as a child. No. My parents... My I, I got to go see a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> my older brother used to get in a lot of trouble. My, my only goal was if I stayed out of jail, I was doing good. The bar was low in my household. <laughs> and uh, fireworks was no different. But anyway, so hope everybody had a good and safe 4th of July weekend. Time now for our Ask Dr. Dan, our barbecue fix-it man, sponsored by our July barbecue sauce of the month. I love this name. Squeal like a pig slap sauce. squeal like a pig squeal like a pig (laughs) the 64 ounce that's right a half gallon of because it's summertime why get a little bitty bottle let's let's go big you're you're not gonna not use it go go big or go home (laughs) you you can get a smaller bottle but yeah why right why why and it's from our good friend joe pierce another friend of the show uh and his worn winning slaps barbecue the half gallon jug of barbecue sauce only sixteen ninety nine. The sauce that starts and finishes with some heat. Sixteen ninety nine. Yeah, it should be more expensive than that. It's on your website. It's that good. It's on your website. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't price it, buddy. It's uh, on okay. your website. Well, we have to reevaluate that. <laughs> and you can get it at the Kansas City BBQ Store dot com. That's the Kansas City BBQ Store dot com. T Bone, what do you got for us this week? Oh boy. Okay. Spoiler alert. The question is actually poke or not to poke. Okay. Well, that's an All easy right, answer. That now, is so, the question. Now let me read the letter. Oh, let me read I thought the that was the question. Okay. <laughs> Actually, okay. it is. But, I was going to say yes. But uh, <laughs> let's read the letter. Dear Dr. Dan, there's two camps on whether to stab meat with holes before grilling to tenderize or let marinate in it. One camp says use a meat fork or a fancy tool. I believe he's referring to a jacquard. A jacquard. Oh, yeah, a jacquard. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Use that and poke holes in it because it lets the marinade in and makes the meat tender. Now, the other camp says don't poke holes. You seize the meat and toughen membranes and natural juice will flow out on grilling. Dr. Dan, Boy. what do you do? Poke or no poke? Now, Jimmy before, in Florida before you jump in there. <laughs> hey, that was Jimmy in Florida. Jimmy, Jimmy in Florida. Florida. Thank you, Jimmy. Before you jump in there, I was just watching uh, 
drive-ins, dive-ins, and dives over the weekend, and a restaurant guy was using the little hole poker, one of the little fancy, yeah, what do you call it? It's a jacquard. A jacquard. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead, Dan. I interrupted. That's okay. Are, are you done, Dave? <laughs> no. Okay. No. <laughs> so the guy showed up with a truckload of fireworks. I'm, I'm going to jacquard Dave here in a second. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so, it, you know, for me, I use a jacquard at the house. I have a jacquard. They work great. It just depends on what meat you're cooking. Like, I'm not going to take a perfectly good, beautiful ribeye and punch a bunch of holes in it. I'm just going to, you know, do a nice coating of salt on it. Let it, you know, let it sit in the fridge right. for a little bit. Maybe put a little black pepper and garlic on it and call it good. Now, if you're doing something like a like a cube steak or or something that's a little bit tougher that you want to break down a little bit, and that's essentially what you're doing is you're you're it, those jacquards they have like 48 little razor blades on them, and so what you're doing is you're breaking down the meat fibers, and that's where you get the tenderness from. Now, when you do that and you let, you know and you're poking holes in it, and you th- dump it into a marinade. Of course, you're going to get a little bit more marinade in there. But I would just I would do it on a, a meat by meat basis. Okay. Uh, in competition barbecue, we see a lot of guys doing it on chicken skins because it allows the chicken skin to become bite through because it's, you know, you're basically right. puncturing the skin to give it, you know, little mini bite marks to where when you take a bite out of it, it's not going to pull off the, the chicken. Very good. Really quickly. So. Thank you so much. And thank you to Jimmy out of Florida for your question. We're going to send you our July barbecue sauce of the month. Squeal like a pig. Slaps barbecue sauce. Only $16.99. And you can get that at the KansasCityBBQStore.com. Very excited to have Mike Trump coming up next. He is with Oak Ridge Barbecue. And we'll be talking about spices and all kinds of good barbecue stuff right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Be sure to check out the huge selection of barbecue accessories, skewers, racks, thermometers, books, and so much more at the KansasCityBBQStore.com. They are shipping out nationwide for all of your grilling needs. You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667. Barbecue Radio Nation is heard on radio stations from California to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionation.com. Taking your kids to their first baseball game. Getting back to the moments we miss starts with getting informed. Get the latest info about COVID-19 vaccines at getvaccineanswers.org. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up, do not provide them with any form of payment or information 
Report the call at oig.ssa.gov. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. Dave Kias along with Dan Hathaway. This week we're talking with Mike Trump. He's got Oak Ridge Barbecue. Check out his website, oakridgebbq.com. Mike, welcome to the show. How you doing, buddy? Doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on. Now, before we talk barbecue and rubs and everything, you're out of Kearney, Missouri, correct? That is correct. The home of Jesse James, right? Have you been to the Jesse James farm? Uh, oh, back when I was a kid, yeah. yeah <laughs> I want everybody to know that years ago, I actually did a play, The Life and Times of Jesse James, which was done on the front yard of the Jesse James farm, and they would put bleachers up, and I was outside doing a play for Jesse James. I played like... That's right. I, had, I, w- I was one of those guys that had like four roles. Like I would run out and go, they're robbing the bank, and then I'd run back and hang out in the in the in the refrigerated, uh, uh, what do they call it, dressing room, and then I'd run out again and go, they shot Jesse, and then I'd run back, and that was that was that's my theater life right there. Wow, <laughs> you've know. come so far, I've come so far. <laughs> anyway, Mike, you uh, let's talk first of all, if you don't mind, the, the history of Oak Ridge. Um, tell us a little bit about how you got started. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, Used to do uh, both on the side professional barbecue contests um, way back right around the, t- the turn of the century, <laughs> uh, uh, right around 99 to 2000 to 2004, I think is when I was most active. And, um, you know, I've always been a kind of do-it-yourself sort of guy. So I wasn't, um, I didn't really feel like it would fit my personality to use store-bought rubs way back then whenever I was doing competitions. Um, so I developed um, a, a rub I was using basically on all four categories, and um, it was doing really well for us in uh, the the uh, beef and uh, and the pork categories. Um, not so much on the chicken side. So, um, but uh, but we still ran with it on everything, and we we would manage to get a top ten call in at least one category each contest. Sometimes we'd luck out and get two top tens. And always ended up uh, in the middle of the pack on the third one and dead ass last on <laughs> uh, um, on the last one or on the fourth one, you know. Um, so anyway, I, by no means was I ever, you know, a, uh, was a prolific barbecue competitor like these guys are nowadays. Uh, but anyway, we so we had a we had a good rub because um, we would win with it. Um, I, I set up to try to find something that would work on chicken, and and we did. The first time we ran it in the contest, we actually. Uh, placed uh, in top three, I think, in chicken uh, with it, which was like a total 180 flip from going from almost always last in chicken to, you know, top of the pack. Um, so we we thought we were on to something. Um, but, you know, as things got busy, kids started growing, started having more kids even. <laughs> um, and uh, life kind of got in the way and it sort of put the whole barbecue thing away for a while. I did a little bit of, um, oh, private catering and whatnot on the side, but um, really not much of anything after that, um, until about 2000, um, 10 ish, uh, 2009, I suppose 2008 was really when I guess the probably got me thinking about the most, cause that's when the recession really hit hard and I was working a corporate job, um, making a, a decent salary, but still really, you know, having a hard time to, to, uh, make ends meet with a stay at home wife and four kids. So 
I needed a side hustle. And so I picked up uh, the barbecue stuff again and um, decided I would, I guess, hang a shing- shingle out there on the internet and try to sell my barbecue rubs. <laughs> um, you know, cause I looked at the other things, you know, dealing with, you know, restaurants, uh, food, trailers, vending, um, catering, all of that really required a pretty substantial um, investment in time and, and equipment with uh, all of them, you know, the cooking apparatuses you need trailers and whatnot, or, or even a, a, a restaurant or things like that. And didn't have any of that. So, but I knew how to make barbecue rub, um, the, the two that I had. And um, so, uh, and I knew a little bit about technology. So I set up my own website and, and uh, st- pretty much started from there. And we gave away an awful lot of barbecue rub in the very beginning because, you know, I mean, we were brand new to it and no one knew who in the hell we were, um, let alone if our stuff was any good. So, and that's something we've held on to since the very beginning is, is uh, inexpensive uh, samples of our product. So folks have a, a good chance to try uh, our, our different flavors and um, can determine from themselves if they, you know, if it's something that they like or not. And, um, and uh, so we've done that since the very beginning. But yeah, I mean, it just kind of took off. We, we started sponsoring barbecue teams as early as 2010. I knew that I needed, um, you know, something besides just our, our brand new reputation um, to uh, sort of build the brand with. So we, we started sponsoring professional barbecue teams that, would, that wanted to sign up with us. You know, it, was a, it really didn't have much to offer them other than free product. Um, there certainly wasn't the type of lucrative deals that some of these guys end up with today. You mean you weren't doing um, the Traeger kind of deals? <laughs> no, sir. Still not. Still not doing that today. Um, but, but, you know, that's great for some, but I'm a still, we're still small, so we don't have the deep pockets that some of those big corporations do. Well, but anyway, I, so our teams ended up winning, um, uh, to date, we've won over 8,600 top 10 awards wow. in professional barbecue contests. All over the world, uh, we've sponsored several hundred barbecue teams over the years. Um, you know, t- teams come and go. They come, you know, it's just a little bit of a revolving door. Um, we've had some. There's a few that we've had since the very beginning that are still on the team. Um, but, yeah, over over 8,600 top 10 awards, and that's only um, counting the ones that our sponsored teams have have um, been given or been awarded and, uh, and only on categories where they were using our products. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been quite a, kind of a wild ride. Yeah, <laughs> they were a, expected to have almost 9,000 top 10 awards in, in under 10 year, in around 10 years. So. so you've had a great run with Oak Ridge in the last 10 years. What are some of the, what are the two products that you initially released with Oak Ridge barbecue? Oh, all right. So the first, uh, our very first rub it is, it was, and still is called competition beef and pork. That was my uh, unimaginative, uh, unimaginative <laughs> mind uh, coming up with a name for that one. Um, and then the, uh, the second rub that, uh, started really hitting on chicken was, but basically was the ancestor to, um, secret weapon. So, uh, technically it ended up being our, what we would call our venison and wild game rub, um, because of a long story at deer camp and it, using it on a venison roast and it turned out really good. And so the guys wanted it again and again, years later. So I ended up, um, actually making that original chicken rub recipe into my venison rub, um, trying to, at the same time to get people to try it on chicken. Um, but they never would because it was named a venison rub. <laughs> so, um, shortly after we started Oak Ridge barbecue and I'd released, um, those first two, I released a third one, which was called, uh, our game bird and chicken rub. So I had three out and I wanted a fourth, but I, like I said, I could, couldn't ever get anybody to try the secret weapon. 
portray the Venice rub as a chicken rub. So I renamed it a secret weapon. <laughs> and for a, for a period of time, a short period of time, uh, it was exactly the same rub marketed under two names just so I could get people to try it on pork and chicken. And then over the, the, the following 10 years after that, uh, they, the, the venison rub has remained um, consistent to the original recipe, whereas the secret weapon has been, um, oh, uh, you know, modernized, um, brought up to more of the competition standards with more of a punch, more, uh, you know, uh, flavor um, nuances and whatnot that really have made it into the secret weapon of pork and chicken that it is today. Very nice. So, and by the way, that's the first time we've ever heard anybody talk about venison rub. And we're talking with Mike Trump. He's got Oak Ridge Barbecue. You can check out his website. OakRidgeBBQ.com and we'll be back talking more about rubs and barbecue with Mike Trump right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Check out Barbecue Radio Nation on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Dan need the attention. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Learn how to prepare and to take quick action if someone gets sick. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. And remember to always practice good health habits such as frequently washing hands with soap and water, staying home when sick, and covering coughs and sneezes. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Barbecue Radio Nation is heard on radio stations from California to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionation.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm Dave Caius, along with our producer, T-Bone, and my co-host, our barbecue expert, Dan Hathaway. And we're talking with Mike Trump. He's got Oak Ridge Barbecue. Check out the website. Excellent website. OakRidgeBBQ.com. That's OakRidgeBBQ.com. So, Mike, we were talking in, in, uh, during the break, and I was telling you how I tried out the new Saigon 21 rub, which is an Asian-style rub. And the guys, you know, the guys here weren't really that familiar with the products. And I said, well, you know, the thing is about Oak Ridge barbecue is that Mike uses probably some of the best ingredients that you'll find in commercially made rubs. And I just wanted to know where, where do you get the inspiration for the flavors that you're coming up for, for Oak Ridge barbecue? Oh, uh, all sorts of different places. So the, the inspiration for Saigon 21 came from uh, honestly, the first bowl of, of pho guy I've ever had, which was several years ago, maybe even as, as long as 15 years ago. So if, if any of the listeners aren't familiar with what pho guy is, that's, uh, thank you. P- <laughs> yeah, that's, that's spelled P H O, uh, for the first, uh, word G A for the second. That, that's basically Vietnamese chicken noodle soup. Okay. So pho is P H O looks like pho, but it's spelled, it's pronounced pho. And it's and delicious. Yeah. <laughs> it and, and, and so it's a, so that, that Southeast Asian 
um, Vietnam slash Thailand, uh, even Cambodia and Laos, that area has very unique um, flavors in their cuisine um, that are very uh, unlike anything we typically experience here in America from a Cantonese uh, or Hunan type Chinese flavor profile that we typically associate with our neighborhood Chinese restaurant, at least here in the Midwest um, yeah. where I'm from. So well, I, I did, um, I grilled up some shrimp over the weekend with it and we did some, you know, just some like rice bowls with, with grilled shrimp and a, and a bunch of grilled vegetables in it. And I was blown away by the, just the, the depth of flavor. You know, we, we talked about the, the star anise in it and the, uh, and, and some of the other, you know, high end ingredients in it. But man, when you really sit down and you concentrate on it, you can pick out all those different flavors and they all just blend together so well. And, and man, uh, just on a, a simple crappy frozen bag of shrimp, <laughs> it was, a, it was really, really amazing. So all of your rubs, they kind of have, they're very, very unique. What, what's kind of your favorite ingredient to incorporate into, into your rubs that kind of sets you apart from everybody else? Well, maybe it's a lack thereof, perhaps, than yeah, anything yeah, else. Very so, true, yes. Uh, what I don't use, so I, I don't use MSG, or I don't use any of the um, industrially created ingredients that a lot of the other rub manufacturers will use. Um, and I don't use any of the stabilizers or um, uh, anti-caking agents or things like that either because, honestly, they're they're just not necessary. And, and, and I really feel as a member of the in, inside, you know, uh, insider in, within the spice blending um, uh, industry, I really think that a lot of those um, those ingredients are just put there to help spread out the uh, the cost, so they can charge a premium, just like they do in beef in our barbecue circles, by by or or poultry or or um, uh, uh, chicken, uh, whatever else they inject pork. That's what I think. You know, injecting it with that thirteen percent uh, sodium solution. You know, well, you're getting 13% less meat for your money because it's 13% water. It's the same thing with spices and all of the adjunct ingredients that they can come with um, unless you specify otherwise. So well, we're very particular on all of our ingredients that we source. We actually manage um, a, a our own production facility. We do not use a commercial co-packer to make any of our, our blends. We do it 100% in-house in our own facility. And um, we because we don't use the... Um, commercial co-packer we basically are cutting out the middleman and instead of putting all of that money as profit in our pocket i reinvest it in the highest grade of spices available in the industry instead well and, um, and dan was just bragging about the the spices that you use uh one thing too dan mentioned um kind of a quick story dan told this great story about one year he was working on chicken and his poor family had to had to endure chicken because he was going to try all these different things. You've got four kids. Have your kids had to try all kinds of different spices? And then they go, "Oh, Dad, this is good." Or, "Dad, yeah, nice try." Yeah, of course, sure. And there's <laughs> there, even even today on all of our production um, offerings, there there is a few that uh, a couple of them are really fond of, and then there's a they're the same. Uh, flavors. Uh, there's a couple that don't necessarily care for those particular things. They're <laughs> fond of other ones. So, uh, yeah, I mean, every every palate's different. Um, what we try to do is just uh, maintain a equilibrium. So everything I try to keep everything in balance as best as possible, uh, as well as using the the most potent 
spices available means they have the highest level of uh, volatile oils available to them. So then that translates into more flavorful food. So well, you yeah. said you you said something very important there, and, and and it was balance, and that's the one thing that everybody's trying to achieve when they build their own rubs or when they're you know when they get started into to creating their own commercially uh, produced rubs is is finding that right balance because it's so important. Uh, yeah. What 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 kind of what formula do you use when you're you know the initial the initial recipe of a rub how how do you achieve that sort of balance lots and lots of trial and error and really really good records those are the two primary things that are are the utmost importance is keeping very very good records down to you know the tenth or hundredth of a gram on your measurements as well as the volatile oil content of particular ingredients so you know whenever you change out one ingredient for another what what impact it might have i'm going to interrupt uh, you for a second when when you say volatile oil what what exactly is is the volatile oil that you're talking about well are terpenes or uh, i can't remember some of the other names uh, of the actual compounds themselves but uh-huh. they're they are um they're compounds uh, typically and uh, the the lipid um category so they're fatty acids okay um that are what you smell or taste um that's those are the those are and they're volatile because they off gas at room temperature so that's why you can smell a spice at room temperature because literally it's it's it is oxidizing and giving off its its essence into the air around it and that's what your your nose receptors pick up and the more volatile compounds there are then then the more potential for flavor or or aroma that it has gotcha. um, and, and spices are graded on a scale much like beef or other uh, commodities are and you've got your consumer grade you you know or your your commercial grade you, then you've got upwards more higher and finer grades, you get to sort of like the Wagyu grade of spices. And there are, there is such a thing in the ASTA, uh, which is America Spice Traders Association um, system, where you can, you, you literally, they, they will rate the spices based on the percentage of the particular volatile oil that that um, spice is known for. So Kamurkin, for, for example, for turmeric, or uh, I forget what the one is for cinnamon, but... Um, they're they're all graded like that, and and I I buy from basically the top one percent of every crop year every year, and that's what gives us the most volatile oils, and that's why our spices uh, blends are so flavorful. But that's also part of the balancing act. When you talk about balancing, you have to then um, be able to uh, put them in at just the right right amounts, so then they don't over overpower something else. Uh, the heat. For example, from a chili doesn't overpower something unless you want it to, like in the instance of our um, scorpion chili rub when we did it or our our, um, uh, crucible ghost chili rubs. I mean, you want some heat there. So that kind of has to be a little bit unbalanced um, in order to really do the thing you're marketing toward. But otherwise, I try to make sure that that the the different flavor categories so salty, sweet, savory, uh, I I include heat uh, and, you know, to a degree tartness, which is sour. Uh, it's hard to replicate that um, in a dry component a lot of times, but you can do it uh, with different, um, like uh, our, well, we use a, a crystallized lime juice, for example. So you can add acid in there too, and you just try to make sure all of those flavor uh, silos are in balance so then um, the rub itself is. not. Sometimes it doesn't always work. Sometimes you want it to be more pe- pepper forward or, or more salt forward or things like that, and those are design aspects you have to take into consideration when you're making 
a particular flavor, but uh, it's really kind of a holistic approach. You have to know where you're going before you get there, visualize it in your mind and in your mouth, and then build it. Mike, I hate to interrupt. This has been fantastic. We've been talking to Mike Trump, Oak Ridge Barbecue. Check it out, their website, oakridgebbq.com. Barbecue Radio Nation will be right back right after this. I didn't want to talk. She just sat with me. That was all I really needed. We got back. One day he called me out of the blue. And it's comforting to know that I always encountered him to have my back. She called me from time to time. I really didn't think I needed any help. It took me from being really depressed to feeling like somebody cared. It gave me some hope. Just that one text. Be there. Your call. Your presence. Your words. Your support. Be there and help save a life. Learn more about preventing suicide at VeteransCrisisLine.net. To some, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much, but that's not true. They're testing out vowels and consonants and trying different sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on meaning, especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Dan and Dave here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Quick shout out to one of our sponsors, Old Hickory Pit Smokers. Check them out at oldhickorypits.com. They've got their wood-burning barbecue pits, and they've got both commercial and residential smokers. And I believe we're going to have somebody on as a guest coming up at some point over there at Old Hickory Pits. I think it's next week. Is it next week? It is next week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're having David Knight on from Old Hickory Pits. Very nice. Yeah. I'm very excited, man. Super stoked. And, and you know, David, he owns one of the... He owns probably the best commercial smoker company in the world, so... Uh, I'm sure that we'll have plenty to talk to him about. Those things are gorgeous. I'm looking forward (laughs) to talking to him about that next week. Also, our weekly radio station shout-out goes to When You Need to Know, WBQO 93.7 FM out of Brunswick, Georgia. You can hear us Saturdays at 5 p.m., and you can check out their website, WBQO937.com. Thank you for being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. And the Kansas City Barbecue Store product spotlight this week which you can purchase at the kansas city bbq store.com dan what do you got for us oh man so you know we talk a lot about you know these bigger companies you know weber products and and all you know thermal works and all these but i really wanted to feature something that's kind of a homegrown product by a, a local barbecuer uh, named manual and he creates these things called okay stick with me on this okay is and they're called barbecue butchulas okay so he created this enormously heavy duty spatula to pick these pick pork oh. butts up off the cooker to where they don't flex at all they're made out of stainless steel they're all hand hand assembled and uh the, he does custom engraving on them uh they've got really nice rosewood handles on them they are an amazing amazing product and it's one of the things that i always have in my barbecue trailer and they retail for 59.99 but man if you ever have to fight off a bear or paddle down a river <laughs> or take a barbecue butt off the 
off the cooker, this is the thing to have. Okay, well, I, I it kind of puts to shame my little my little tong things. This thing is a monster thing to Dave, use. You can't, it's not even the same ballpark, man. <laughs> I mean, this thing literally. I've got a couple of them, and I use it for taking pizzas off the cooker because they're really nice and wide, and and you can get one with a longer handle on it. So I can use it like a pizza peel. I take briskets off the cooker with it. I transport pork butts from you know foil to the cooker, the whole thing. And man, they're just. It doesn't get any better than this product. Very nice. And you can get them at the Kansas City BBQ store.com. So we're in the middle of summer. You know, it, it's it's barely July, but it feels like it's been hot for quite a while now. And of course, I, I love eating meat anytime I can. But I also know that, you know, it's it's a good time to maybe kind of lighten up a little bit on, on what you're eating whether it's on the side or it actually as a meal. But let's talk about grilling vegetables and, and what are some of the ideas you have for vegetables? Oh, man. So uh, we get excited about grilling vegetables every year about this time because, well, in the last couple of weeks, frankly, it's been raining. And, and so our gardens have been a mess. But mm-hmm. in, the last, in the last four or five days, man, our garden is going crazy. And I can't wait to get some of that zucchini out of there and put on the grill. We do a lot of grilled vegetables at the house. And, and yeah, if you, you know, if you can... Get over the fact that you're just going to be grilling vegetables instead of, you know, <laughs> ribs or whatever, you know. There's definitely ways to do it to make it just absolutely delicious and you can add it to a lot of different things. We do a lot of uh, a grilled, you know, zucchini pasta, a lot of we do a lot of mushrooms. Uh I I actually one of my favorites that we do at the house is I do a ciabatta vegetable grilled vegetable sandwich with cheese oh, wow. and portobello and zucchinis and mushrooms and, and and onions and everything on it and it's it's fantastic and yeah, you don't ever be afraid of throwing uh, throwing vegetables on the grill. Okay, so I'm going to take away from vegetables for a second, but you mentioned mushrooms, which is one of my favorite things. Yeah. And mushrooms on a steak. Mushrooms back, on a steak, Getting yeah. back to beef. <laughs> man, but, you're just a one-track mind, I, Dave. Come on, man. Okay, I saw <laughs> I saw a show over the weekend. They were talking about steaks, and I literally, I, I'm fixing myself a ribeye tonight, and I can't stop thinking about <laughs> steaks. But, I mean... Get, you need to get into these vegetables, and anybody who's been sitting around <laughs> as much as Dave has for the last year during oh, COVID, yeah. grab some vegetables Mixing and throw them on greens. the grill. <laughs> well, green. When did they start making them green? Oh, they've been green for a oh, while. Yeah. Doesn't that mean they've yeah. spoiled if they've <laughs> turned green? No, no. You throw no. spinach on the grill and with some peas. Okay, yeah. so I, I, that, that's your homework for this week is to go home and, and figure out a good recipe for grilled peas. Grilled peas. I'm like, I'm going to work on that. You can get those little bitty tongs. Actually, a, a, some buddies of mine went to uh, like a bar steakhouse and they do a steak night on Friday night mm-hmm. and they had Brussels sprouts. Oh, I love Brussels sprouts. Now, here's the thing for me personally with Brussels sprouts. They've got to be well prepared or I hate them. Really? But if they're well prepared, I love them. Yeah. Well, well what's some secrets for Brussels sprouts? Man, I, I Brussels sprouts are really easy. They don't require a whole lot. And, you know, you've seen, I've always, I always run into these different recipes where it's like, you know, you use your pancetta and and red wine vinegar and the whole thing. But if you just give me some Brussels sprouts, some kosher salt, black pepper, and some olive oil, you half them and then put them on the grill till they get charred. And then what I do is we'll disassemble them and take the charred leaves off of it and mix it in with our salads. And man, it's awesome. Okay. It's awesome. I mean, it's just Brussels sprouts are such a great vegetable and they, you know, they've really have gotten a really bad name over the years. Well, and again, I think it's all about preparation when it comes yeah. to them. Well, I mean, a steamed Brussels sprout is, is fairly vanilla when it comes to uh, wanting to have delicious vegetables, but it has its place. 
Well, it, it, to me, it's kind of like when we were talking with Mike last segment, he has a, a venison rub, which I've never, I wanted to jump in there, but we were running out of time, but I've never heard of anybody talk about a venison rub. And for me, when I'm eating venison, if it's well prepared, I love it. But yeah. if it's not well prepared and Brussels sprouts is just one of those foods for me, yeah. I'm either going to love it or hate it, depending on how they do it. Now, w- let's say you've got like zucchini, cucumber, uh Brussels sprouts. What about putting them in a bag with like some kind of um, oil or, or vinaigrette or something to kind of like soak them before you grill them? You know, you can absolutely do that. And that's kind of where I use the olive oil. You know, I'll take a, I've got some pretty neat seasonings at the store that, that we use for vegetables. And one of my favorite ones is actually called uh, Steak Maker. And it has a little bit of beef base in it, some Worcestershire powder, salt, pepper, garlic, you know, the whole the right. basic rub, but with a few other little touches of something that you, you just don't get with everything. And you you put the olive oil on, season them up really nice, and then I'll put them in the fridge for a couple hours okay. and just kind of let it soak in. The one thing with the zucchini, though, is I found is that you want to get some salt on it early to kind of draw some of that moisture out so it doesn't get super mushy when you put it on the grill and it still maintains a little bit of firmness. So. Yeah, you just let them let them marinate for a little bit. I've seen people do, um, you know, like Worcestershire sauce. You know, obviously soy sauce goes great with vegetables, especially um, grilled zucchini. But yeah, you can do anything that you really would do on a piece of meat. You can definitely do with a vegetable, and it's going to be delicious. Now, one of the times, and I've I've mentioned this before, I was at the steakhouse and had my steak, but the, the vegetables were on a skewer, mm-hmm. and they it, to me, it, it tasted like Italian dressing, I guess, yeah. that they had been soaked in, but then put on the grill, yeah. and had just a little bit of char on the outside, mm-hmm. and it was the best vegetables I've ever had in my life. Yeah, I mean, they don't, it doesn't have to be complicated, really. I mean, the, the vegetables, you know, naturally have so much flavor in them. You know, uh, we were you know talking to Mike last segment about uh, not using a lot of MSG or mm-hmm. you know any sort of that thing in his rubs. He actually, in his brisket rub, he substitute uh, sh- shiitake mushroom powder because shiitake mushrooms are a natural flavor enhancer like MSG would, would be. Okay, so I'm going to go full circle here. Okay, here we go. And I do... Mushrooms on steak. So if I'm going to, if I've got mushrooms uh, and I'm going to put them on my steak, what's the best way to put them on the grill first before I put them on my steak? So definitely if you're using like a white mushroom or, or a smaller mushroom, you I would definitely skewer them okay. uh, just so they're easier to, to move around. And I always skewer mine horizontally where, you know, where a lot of people just stick them, you know, yeah. one stick through, but I'll do it to where you can get two sticks into it, like a little raft. Okay. And that way they're easier to flip. They don't roll around. They don't fall through the grates, the whole thing. So yeah, I mean, just a little bit of, a little bit of brush of olive oil, some salt, pepper, and uh, throw them on the grill until they get that nice color that, you know, everybody's seen really nicely prepared mushrooms before that kind of darker brown color. And I'd like a, just a touch of char on them, especially if you're going to put them on a, on a steak that also has a little bit of char on it. And butter. Come on now. Well, yeah. But, garlic butter? Forget about it. I'd forget about it. Garlic <laughs> butter. And then have some garlic toast to go yeah, in. Might it. as well. Because, um, well, I'm not kissing anybody, so it really doesn't make any difference. So, anyway, well, thanks for that. Uh, tips on that. I also want to thank Mike Trump uh, from Oak Ridge Barbecue. You want to check out his website. Great rubs. And we were talking about them. OakRidgeBBQ.com. That's OakRidgeBBQ.com. And, of course, we want to thank our sponsor for our July barbecue sauce of the month. Squeal like a pig. Slaps barbecue sauce. 64 ounces. That's right. Get the big jug for summer. Only $16.99. And you can purchase that at the Kansas City BBQ store. Next week, we're going to be talking with David Knight from Old Hickory 
hickory pits. We've been talking about these uh, old hickory pits every once in a while, and we're going to get into more details about that, something that maybe you might want to purchase. So be tuning in for that next week as we cover that and whatever great barbecue topics we can come up with. Thank you for tuning in. For T-Bone and Dan Hathaway and myself, thank you for tuning in to Barbecue Radio Nation. And as always, happy barbecuing. You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667.